successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation with Jason Grill on Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you also listening on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and at GrillNationShow.com. We've entered fall in Kansas City, but it's still 90 degrees. Look at that. Um, great to have you with us today. I'm uh, very excited about today's show. I have two great guys here in studio today. Uh, and first off, we're going to have on the show uh, Clifton Alexander, who is the owner of Reactor Design Studios, uh, Reactor KC, a contributor to Grill Nation. We are going to talk about some awesome stuff that happened at First Fridays recently uh, with his staff. And then also in our second segment with Clifton, we're going to talk about a really cool Kickstarter campaign that has kind of taken the nation by storm. And what it does, it's called the Fidget Cube. It's a vinyl desk, a vinyl desk toy. Uh, it started off asking for $15,000 as their goal. Uh, still with 29 days left after taping this, there's over 114000 Backers, almost 115,000 backers, and they're getting very close to $5 million in funding. So we're going to go through that. There was an article in Adweek uh, talking about it uh, on the show today with Clifton Alexander. In our third and fourth segments, we'll be welcoming back a longtime friend of mine. I've known him through the years, uh, played left tackle at Notre Dame. He also was a supporter and helped me on my campaigns throughout the years when I was in politics. And his name is John Teasdale. He's now the executive director at Happy Bottoms. You can check it out at happybottoms.org. They are, they are life, liberty, and diapers for all is their motto. They are Kansas City's diaper bank. They are one of the largest diaper banks in the United States. It's a big issue right now, and John's going to educate us on why. Uh, they have their Diaper Need Awareness Week uh, starting on September 26th and going through October 2nd. So we're going to learn more about that from John. Catch up with him. Talk to him about... What's going on at Happy Bottoms? Again, that website is happybottoms.org, so check it out. But John always is a uh, great guy, great interview, and obviously if you've lived in Kansas City for years, you, you know of John and uh, and all the things he's done to help the community. So John Teasdale will also be joining us today on the show. I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation. Without them, the show could not happen. Our title sponsors of Grill Nation are Trusts, Bank of Kansas City, and Two West Advisors, and Ryan Rink. Contributors and guest hosts of the show are The Bash Group, Andrew Bash, Catalyst, Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, The Rieger KC, Jay Rieger & Co., Ryan Maybe, and Kansas City Power and Light District, and the gentleman sitting next to me, Clifton Alexander and Reactor Design Studios. We have Clifton on once a month. Uh, we had him on a little bit more recently. Um, I'm not the best with scheduling sometimes, but... He's been a valuable asset to our show, and uh, we're lucky to have Clifton back on the show today. Welcome to the show, Clifton. How are you? Thank you, sir. Doing great. Good to see you. Uh, you've got orange socks on today. Always. So uh, As much as I can. <laughs> so what's going on, man? So uh, we're, we had you on, We wanted to have you back to talk about First Fridays and mm-hmm. kind of what happened at your First Fridays event and what it really meant to your staff. 
Yeah, it was just a really, uh, and we talked about it very briefly the last time I was in here about our um, one of the shows that we did, but our involvement in the Crossroads, having a gallery as part of our office space has been really instrumental in us just being uh, a member of the community, but also allowing us to have events where we can get clients and friends and family and people from the community come into our space and see us once a, once a month or so. Um, but the one thing that I thought was the most interesting about this last show was just our ability to set the schedule of what the shows are in our own space. And so this mm-hmm. time, for the first time in our couple of years of having a gallery, we decided to do a show that was just um, our own artwork, side projects and things like that. And so uh, the four of us, yeah, so the four of us on our design team all basically did our own side art projects. These were um, not anything related to our studio work or our company work. It was 100% artwork created just for ourselves. Um, and it was the first time we had done that. It was the first time we'd had a show quite like that. It was almost like a, a little mini group show, so to speak. I even got involved. I did a couple of art pieces myself. What did you do? I, you know, I took some of the inspiration from my Colorado trip that we talked about last time, and mm-hmm. I created this uh, Jeep. Yeah, you know, I saw a lot of Jeep Wranglers in Knoxville uh, earlier. This a lot week. of them. Yeah. Well, I was in the parking garage at our uh, plat at our hotel, and uh, there was like six of them. Really? And I was like, they're everywhere. I, I thought about you immediately. Once you, yeah. Once you start seeing them, <laughs> you start seeing them literally everywhere. I know, right? Very popular. So car. you were drawing. You drew some uh, artwork. Yeah, I, I created a, essentially a uh, an illustration of mountain scene sunlight and rivers and things like that that we saw. But then I expanded it out into three dimensions and I had it laser cut from four or five different materials and expanded out into a big, uh, a much bigger piece that was involving depth and light and shadow and all kinds of interesting things. So it was more of a sculptural piece based on an illustration. Interesting. Um, how was like, so what was the turnout like? I can't, I'm trying to remember if that was a nice day. It was an incredible day. In fact, it was one of the best weather days we've had all year. It was about 70, 75, mm. not a cloud in the sky. And when First Fridays hits on a nice weather day like that, it's it's insane. It's one of the craziest. And your office is right next to the Green Lady. We're next to the uh, Green Lady in the tank room. Uh-huh. And um, now there's some we other, a lot of crowd. There's some other restaurants and bars going up in that area, I think. It's crazy. There? It's crazy. All kinds of stuff. Now all we right. just need to get that bridge fixed. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to me about the bridge we can't even walk to chipotle now because the, <laughs> the you know and bridge. living in one light that has been an issue because um there is a lot of traffic buildups now with oh, that yeah. bridge being shut down oh, and yeah. the bridge bridge was pretty new you know and now it I had know. some some foundational cracks in it so they're i think they're rebuilding and hopefully it gets done here um uh, next year right? they're building a whole i mean they tore the whole thing down mm-hmm. and so um, yeah, so that's been a little bit of an issue with traffic for us, but um, honestly, first Friday, just in the way that we've been able to draw in people from the community has been has been awesome. And so having that type of a show like that where it's our own artwork and then just the first Friday shows in general for me and for my company has been something that we've been able to use as a essentially like a retention tool for our employees. So mm-hmm. we run a creative company, right? Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of really incredibly creative people that work there on all sides, on the business side and on the creative side. And having our presence in the first Fridays and the galleries and all of that has been instrumental in, I think, uh, a piece of the retention tool for our 
are really awesome mm-hmm. employees. You guys do great with that, your employees. It's something that, yeah, it's something they can look forward to. It's something they can get involved in. We all plan it together and we work towards it. We find the artists and then from time to time we do our own thing like this, which is pretty cool. Very cool. Um, you know what else is cool? You know, the first Fridays, the Crossroads is kind of the genesis of downtown Kansas City yeah. and kind of how it got its rebirth. Uh, there always is a spark moment for a city. And mm-hmm. everywhere I go, there's always that one thing. It's usually creative. It's usually a music scene. Yep. Uh, it, Crossroads, it was art, art, and then it kind mm-hmm. of exploded. They got a, some incentives down there, and then it just first Fridays. You know, let's yeah. let's let's get some wine, let's get some cheese, let's get some beer <laughs> for people to come down. And they yeah. all started coming down, and they just blew up. This the the community just grew. Yeah, and we don't even we don't even serve much in the way of food anymore, but um, people still come because they want to see the art, they want to hang out in, in interesting environments. We do a good job of of hosting and finding some type of unique beer situation there. So we've been working with the ZZ Hops Homebrew Club, and they've been coming with some really amazing, um, very legit uh, brewed beers that they've been pouring at our events. And so we've been doing some really interesting things like that, too. Check out Reactor Design Studio, Clifton Alexander's company. He's got great employees. I'm sure you guys will have more First Friday's events. People can come by. Green Lady Lounge right next to it, uh, right there on Grand. Yep. Yep. We'll be right back with Clifton Alexander. We have a really cool story. The Fidget Cube. Thanks for listening. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running fast like a man on a wire. Can't stop laughing, but I don't know why. Keep them going crazy, though. TV and the radio been watching since the baby, so I'm representing Casey Mo. Casey Mo. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. Thanks for joining me today. However you're listening, whether it's on Talk980AM.com or Talk980AM on the radio or at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or at GrillNationShow.com where you can find all of our old shows, podcasts, photos of our guests, sponsors, supporters, how to connect with me on the internet. Uh, Everything is on GrillNationShow.com. Social media, at Jason Grill and at GrillNationShow. Every form of social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, you name it. We'll Snapchat some uh, videos of our guests today before they leave. So you can check that out at Grill Mizzou is my Snapchat. Okay, so we're back with Clifton Alexander, who is a contributor to Grill Nation, a genius when it comes to um, marketing, advertising, design work. He does it all at ReactorKC.com. Started the company, really great company here in Kansas City. And uh, if you if you see orange when you're downtown, it's probably his company. Um, okay, so he sent me this story this week um, about the Fidget Cube. And the Fidget Cube is a vinyl desk toy. It was uh, It's a Kickstarter campaign. It's an unusually addicting, high-quality desk toy designed to help you focus. Fidget at work, in class, at and at home in style. It's been covered by many media outlets, including TechCrunch, Business Insider, Mashable, um, Geek Dad, I've never even heard of that. Uh, Fast Company, The Verge, Cool Materials, you name it. Ad Week wrote an article about it. But the great thing about this is, you know, it's so simple. But these guys have, I don't know how long they've been doing this, maybe 10 days, 15 days. They're already up to almost $5 million of the pledged goal of 15000 That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and and I've done a Kickstarter campaign for Sock 101. Yeah. And we got up to 30000 32000 I think. And, I mean, I put in it. We put in so like much time. Struggle just to get right, right, yeah. yeah. And and you see this thing, okay? So 
you always see people fidgeting, whether that's with a pin, whether that's with their wedding ring, whether that's with yep. I'm uh, chief uh, chief among them. <laughs> yeah, and I I I, I uh, tap my foot a lot, a lot of times. And I I was yeah. at a dinner on Sunday night, and I, I noticed I was doing it, and it was kind of close parameters, and I stopped. But like you, fid- I fidget. You fidget. Yep. Um, usually just fidget with the reactor pen that I have, you know, in my uh, <laughs> right. in my bag. But, click, um, click, click, click. Yeah. So what is this? So I mean, you, how did you find out about this? And, and what is this? Post this thing, thing, I just kept seeing it on my social feeds popping up. People were sharing it. I saw some articles on it. It's been showing up as you're saying in all these different publications. I really need to check out Geek Dad. That sounds kind of maybe <laughs> like me a little bit. Yeah, I don't right. Know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go check that out. But I. I was fascinated by it, not just, I don't think, because of the story that it is raising so much money in such a short period of time, but also just the, the, the pure simplicity of the idea of designing a device that is, that is something you would specifically go out and purchase to allow you to fidget with various things throughout your day rather than just grabbing the closest pen or the ring or, or whatever. And it's obviously struck a chord with people, especially people that sit and work all day or, or are at school. They've been trying to market a little bit to school kids. I might, I might give one of these to one of my kids. Yeah. You know, this constantly like having a lack of focus or whatever, right? We're, we're trying to figure out some more intentional ways to keep people engaged. And if the fidgeting is the way to do it, that's, that's pretty cool. But the idea of having one device that has, I don't know, there's maybe 20 different ways you can fidget with your finger from the clicks or the spins or the rolls or the gears or the um, there's toggle switches like all those little things on there uh, is a really brilliantly simple idea um, that again has obviously struck a chord with people because they're they're selling like crazy yeah they've um these people brainstorm a lot they're working through a project or they're on a phone call and they say that they always are moving around playing with things at their desks uh they recognize this and that's why they tried to uh find a solution to that problem. And they've done Kickstarter campaigns in the past and they, they, they've uh, learned a lot. It looks like, uh, they're more aware now. They said in an article, these two, there's two gentlemen that founded the business, um, of how important it is to be constant, honest, and accurate in communications between you and the community of Kickstarter. Yeah. I think the biggest thing they're going to deal with honestly is, is one of these uh, backlashes from Kickstarter, right? There's a lot of projects that happen where, there's this great idea, a lot of people back it, and then all of a sudden the company can't deliver on the promise. And this has been one of the biggest things I, I, I've seen in Kickstarter is a lot of a lot of backlash where it's years before these projects are actually delivered to people. And so I'm hoping, and these guys, they they continue to say that they're planning on delivering on time, even with the the hundreds of thousands more orders than they were expecting. They're still hoping to deliver on time. I'm not sure how they're going to do that, ramping up their production at that level, but if they can deliver on this, this is going to be a gold mine for them for sure. I mean, At yeah, when you're going for 15,000. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I know the people set the goal is low. Yeah. Yeah. They got to deliver what, like 115,000 of these things. Yeah. They were, they were probably going to have to deliver a couple thousand and now up to up in the hundreds of thousands or so. And, um, I, I really, honestly, I, I hope they can pull it off because I think it's going to be an incredible success story if they do. So, uh, they've got a, uh, <laughs> They've got all these fidgeting things on here. If you haven't checked it out, it's at kickstarter.com. You can check it out at Fidget Cube. Just Google Fidget Cube. It's probably been on your Facebook feed or your uh, Twitter feed at some point. But, You've probably um, seen it. They have a clicker, uh, which accounts for the pen. Uh, they have a glide, which you don't have to be a gamer to enjoy the unusually satis- satisfying action of a joystick. So they have a glide. They have a flip, which is kind of like a light switch. 
pivot back and forth if you're looking to fidget silently or quickly. They have a breathe, uh, which is uh, looks like it's just like a place you can put your finger. Modeled after an old worry stone where you just rub it. Okay. Just rub it, rub it, rub it, rub it. Cool. There's a roll, which is kind of a glide type like of little thing. Gears. With like, like, a, a, like, a, like a mouse kind of ball. They have a spin, which is uh, circular. Uh, and they, they really have everything. They have different colors of this thing. I mean, they've really gone That's all crazy. out. But um, they really kind yeah. of – one of their, their key things is they – they communicated it to different verticals, right? So they have it at the office, commuting, in class, studying, in a meeting, watching TV. So they're hitting all those verticals and uh, really kind of connected it to school kids, as you said. Yeah, and even just the fact that uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about how how much they they probably put into this in terms of thought. Even just the fact that some of the items on here make a little bit of noise, like a toggle switch, and some of them are silent. And so you could you could literally have this thing and be fidgeting and silent, or you could get your your pen click fix on or whatever. I have a little tiny piece of metal sitting on my desk that I got from the Harley Davidson factory tour. They stamped a little piece of metal and they gave it to me, and it has a weird center of gravity where I can just I can just spin it on my desk like a top almost, and it just will spin forever. And I find myself just constantly doing that as I sit that thing on my desk. And so the idea, again, of, of people having their own little devices that they use to fidget with regularly and this thing taking all of those, literally all of those types of actions and putting them all into one little piece is, is pretty interesting. So what does it show us? It shows us, and there's no way, I, I don't know how they're going to deliver this by Christmas. I don't uh, either. There's, there, trust me, because we did our sock campaign and we had to deliver it by Christmas. Um, so what does this tell us about Kickstarter? Uh, it's still vibrant. It's it is. still a place yeah. where people yeah. can can go and get crowdfunding and yep. start. But again, you have, but again, people have to be so careful about it. Just based on what I said earlier, where there's so many of these stories of these products that have gone viral and have raised a significant amount of money, but then they can't deliver on it in the end, or they're making the mistake of delivering their first units to the retail stores instead of to the people that backed them first. And just making everybody mad, and then all of a sudden you have everybody upset with you. And so there's there's still a big relevance to this. There's still a lot of great things that people are doing. It's obviously still a viral sensation in, in a sense, but um, there I, there has to be some sort of rules and guidelines for making sure that these are actually successful. They've in the way been that they think they and are. they've been receiving a really strong response from individuals with AD, ADD, yeah. ADHD, and autism. Yep. So this this potentially could be a huge driver for them uh in the future interesting stuff and that's the stuff cliff and alexander brings to the table here stuff i've never heard of now you know it looks like the biggest reward you can get you can buy 80 of the things for 850 bucks <laughs> i'm gonna buy them and just give them to everybody i know yeah i mean just that's just, what i want to do just give a fidget cube because um you probably know a handful of fidgeters at, oh, at every everybody office, right everybody can make use of this in some degree yeah I think. we're all gonna be walking around with fidget cubes <clears throat> There's a really cool, like, if you scroll down on this Kickstarter thing, there's a really, there's a bunch of articles that they've linked to the science of why we fidget at work. It's a fast company article. Um, fidgeting and ADHD may help children think and perform in school. So there's a lot of interesting articles linked here as well that go into why we do it, the science of why we do it, and all those sorts of things. I don't know why I do it. But I do, and it's just a thing that happens, the, the foot tapping or whatever, and 
Um, my wife will tell you that she gets annoyed, huh? Yep. Every once in a while, I get the I get the hand on the knee, and I go, I go, oh my gosh, I've been, <laughs> I've been bouncing my knee up and down like vigorously for the last five minutes, and then you get the hand on the knee, and it's like, oh, okay, I should stop that. There you go. You don't even realize it. Clifton Alexander Reactor Design Studio. Their website is reactorkc dot com. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Got about a minute left in the segment. Anything exciting? We have coming a, up? yeah, we have an incredible first Friday show coming up in October. That's the first Friday of October at our space. On Grand, we have Alan Chow back for a second time. He is, calls himself the palette knife prodigy. His work is absolutely incredible from a color standpoint. Um, the thickness of the paint on the canvas looks like uh, it looks like um, whipped cream or, or something like that. It's really absolutely amazing. So he does these amazing landscapes of the Kansas uh, prairies. Of there's some downtown skylines and bridges and, and Missouri River and things like that that just have incredible color and vibrancy to them. Um, incredible artist, and so we're we're happy to feature him for October, and then we'll take a little break from First Friday until next spring, until the winters winters over, right? Can yep. you believe that? Almost winter time. I know. I know. Um, October First Friday is on October seventh. Yep, and we'll be there. We'll have ZZ Hops back again, serving up some uh, fall themed uh, custom brews. Very cool. Cliff and Alexander, thanks for coming back on Grill Nation Show. Great guy. Check it out. His company out at reactorkc.com. We'll see you soon. Thanks. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. First things first, I'm the realest. Realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. I just want to chill. Got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money. Introduced her to my stove. Showed her how to whip and now she remakes it for love. Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. You're listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you joining us as well on iTunes today. And tune in radio as well as at grillnationshow.com where you can find, again, all of our shows, podcasts, lists of all of our photos of our guests, social media connections, all of our partners and supporters of Grill Nation, which I want to name real quickly. Our title sponsors, again, are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, Two West Advisors, and Ryan Rink. Thanks for your title support of the Grill Nation Show with Jason. We also want to thank our guest coaching contributors, Andrew Bash from the Bash Group. Catalyst, Government Affairs, Danny Piper is a contributor, The Rieger KC and Jay Rieger and Co. Whiskey, Ryan Maybe is a contributor, and Kansas City Power and Light District, and they are great contributors as well as Clifton Alexander, uh, who was just on the show from Reactor KC. Uh, next segment of our show is going to be really interesting. We have an old friend on the show today, John Teasdale, who's the executive director at Happy Bottoms. The website is happybottoms.org. It's kind of interesting. Uh, I've known John for years, as I mentioned in the first segment. He's worked in uh, the nonprofit world uh, and worked in the private sector, but uh, went to Notre Dame and played football there and went to, um, has been, worked for Rockhurst. He's done all kinds of things in our community. He's, he's a nonprofit guy and he's a really great person. So welcome back to the show, John Teasdale. Thank you for having me on. Uh, very pleased to be here again. It's good to see you. Um, so what have you been up to, man? What's going on in the world? Well, I've been. Let's, uh, let's catch up with you first, then we'll get into what's going on at Happy Bottoms. Well, yeah, in the last year, um, actually, personally, not a whole lot has changed. I have a new nephew, which makes five nephews to go along with my niece, and I get to see them a lot. And wow, Uncle John gets to spoil them rotten as much as I can, and uh, <laughs> still enjoying living in the Brookside neighborhood. Oh, how and, is it? Uh, how is Brookside? These Brookside days? is going great. There's a lot of good development going on, especially along 63rd Street, which is great to see. 
Um, so it's uh, the neighborhood continues to to thrive and, and do well. Been running on the trolley trail of late. I do enjoy the trolley trail. Find new uh, new running paths, and uh, that's a good one because it's flat, yeah. mostly flat. <laughs> and uh, there's something going on at all channels of the uh, trolley trail that you can uh, you can look around. You know, you go through a couple bar districts, which is always kind of mm-hmm. fun to keep your keep your run going. You run through Brookside, you run through Waldo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a beautiful so, trail. So Brookside, you know, so many people live there. You know, it's in, in our age bracket. It seems like it's it's still going strong. There is, yeah. It's uh, luckily always in demand. Every now and then, I will see a house go on the market, and usually the next day, it's off the market. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, John, you uh, you come from a uh, a uh, background of kind of service. Went to Rockers High School, mm-hmm. Notre Dame, um, and so you've kind of been involved with nonprofits. And uh, for a long time, and and you, you started Happy Bottoms what about a year ago? A uh, little years? over a year ago. July first was my one year anniversary. So running the show there as executive director, what's your mm-hmm. team like? Tell us about what Happy Bottoms is like day to day. Yeah, we have an amazing staff at Happy Bottoms. Um, just brought on our seventh paid employee. Wow, it's uh, quite different than even just a couple years ago when we were mainly volunteer staff. Um, so I have. I think one of the best staffs in town. Um, Jackie runs our volunteer and community engagement program. Teresa and Caitlin run our program and work with the partners who distribute our diapers. Mm-hmm. Um, Jill, actually our founder, we just brought back, very fortunately in a paid staff position, does our grant writing and communications. Um, then we just hired a new employee, Beth, to run the data and the database. And then um, we have an uh, employee, Jill, or I'm sorry, Jen, who is our part-time business manager, bookkeeper. Interesting. And uh, you guys have a board of directors. You work with different agencies. Uh, your your website is great. It's at happybottoms.org. Um, where are you guys located at? We have a warehouse in Lenexa, okay. um, very near where 435 and 35 intersect. And that's where volunteers come in and get our diapers ready for our moms and dads. Uh, we can store about a million and a half diapers at a time. And we can produce about 140 to 150,000 diapers each and every month to get them out to families in need in the KC area. So when you joined Happy Bottoms, I was kind of like, what, what is that? <laughs> what, why, why do we need this? And uh, your mission is to work with social service agency partners to provide diapers to low-income families while raising awareness of diapers needs in our community. This is an issue that um, nobody really thinks about. Yes. It, it's, it's, Unfortunately, it's, it's a there, there is not an adequate supply to people that need them. Um, one of the reasons is because um, food stamp programs, SNAP programs, uh, women, infant, children programs do not cover diapers. That's correct. There's no assistance program that covers diapers for babies. And why is that? It's kind of unique. I never knew that. And uh, to be honest with you, I didn't know it before even um, having worked a lot in the nonprofit community. Um, I have not been able to get a straight answer out of any of the state capitals or D.C. on exactly why diaper banks have to exist to provide diapers to babies because assistance programs do not. Um, but the, the fact is that unfortunately we do have to exist. And so we have to do our job well. Um, and fortunately happy bottoms has been able to grow in the six years we've been around from providing 80,000 diapers in our first year. We're on target for about 1.7 million diapers this year. And we actually just passed a huge milestone last month in August. We provided our 5 millionth diaper ever, which was a huge celebration for us and, and for so many donors and volunteers and our staff and our board um, to be able to grow that fast. So it looks like you've up, you're up to 5,402,536 under diapers. It's quite That's a number. Total diapers distributed. Now, 
this is a huge expense for low-income families because it costs about eighty to hundred dollars a month, and one in three American families struggle to provide enough diapers to keep their babies healthy, happy, and dry. Um, which is it's just mind-boggling to me because when I was in the legislature, I never heard about, I never really thought about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it? Um, you mentioned your your diaper bank is 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 doing really well. Is this a national issue? Or are there national banks? I mean, how does this work? How does mm-hmm. Happy Bottoms work around the country? Um, we're the only Happy Bottoms diaper bank out there, which I'm very thankful for because okay. I think we have a very catchy and easy to remember name. Um, there of are <laughs> the butt stops here. I'll, you'll look at our uh, our website. There'll be a picture of me holding up the T-shirt. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, being the Kansas City diaper bank, we wanted to kind of borrow the buck stops here from President Truman. So our big tagline <laughs> is the butt stops here. I love it. There are uh, over 300 other diaper banks around the country. We are all members of the National Diaper Bank Network, which helps us communicate, provide best practices, um, keep informed of various advocacy and public policy because half of our mission is to one day put ourselves out of business if the government will, will come in and, and fill the space that we're currently filling. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, Happy Bottoms is just six years old. So even when you were um, in politics and politics and, and representing the, the Kansas City area community, Happy Bottoms was quite honestly, I believe, in the basement and the garage of our founder. So we mm-hmm. were very much a newborn a- agency, but in recent years, we've been able to make more headway on the public policy side. That's awesome. Um, thank you. Um, and I really want to reiterate some of these statistics, you know, and, and, and talking points here off the website. Th- this really poses a health risk to a baby, including diaper rash and potential serious infections or even hepatitis, uh, if they do not have adequate supplies of diapers. Uh, you know, and one thing you mentioned, too, is a 2013 study shows that moms who experience diaper need are twice as likely to suffer from depression and stress because they need... They struggle to meet their baby's needs. The study found the stress ranks even higher than food insecurity. That's it, amazing. It, it really is. And, and a lot of that is due to the great work the food banks have been able to do. And, and a lot of church pantries have um, food. And, of course, food stamps covers food. There is nowhere to go for diapers for your little ones. And so not um, when, when families start running out towards the end of the week or end of the month, that stress can be um, very problematic for, for families. So – how does somebody qualify uh, in the community to receive the diapers from the Happy Bottoms? Um, Happy Bottoms focuses on on providing diapers to low-income and working poor families all throughout the metro. Jackson County, Clay, Platt, Cass. Cass, Wyandotte, and Johnson. Okay. So we're, we're the greater KC metro area is our footprint through our distribution, which is other partner agencies. Um, basically, if a family is on another assistance program, whether it's food stamps or WIC, or Medicaid, they would cover, they would qualify for our program. Also, if there's a life-changing event, such as the loss of a job, um, God forbid, a fire at home, things like that, then they would also qualify for our program. All of that information, if there are, are moms and dads out there who might be interested, is at our website, either through the link of Jason's show, or our website is happybottoms.org. Mm-hmm. Happybottoms.org, they have a great FAQ page on there. Uh, and again, they partner with different agencies around uh, the area. Uh, 35 local social service agencies of 47 locations in five area hospitals to ensure that their diapers make it onto the bottoms of babies in greatest need. John, talk to me about cloth diapers. Mm-hmm. What's what's going on with that? Do you need those? Uh, we honestly do not. Um, okay. We've tried cloth before, but for the families we serve, um, disposable diapers are the best solution at this time mm-hmm. for several reasons. Um, first is is working with low-income and working poor families. 85% of our families earn or live on less than $30,000 a year. 
so they can't afford their own washer and dryer. Most child care centers that our families go to don't allow cloth. Most laundromats don't allow cloth. The few who do require you to run a load of bleach afterwards, which, again, is another cost our, our, our families can't afford. And you cannot take soiled diapers on public transportation, so our families can't use the streetcar or the bus line to get to one of those few laundromats in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking to John Teasel, executive director of Happy Bottoms, a great organization. Check it out at happybottoms.org. Um, so how long can babies get the diapers? For a three-year period? Is that right? For a three-year period or up to age four, whichever comes first. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, one of the reasons we want to have John come on the show today, and we're going to get into this in our next segment here, is there's an exciting event coming up uh, a week. It's called Diaper Need Awareness Week, September 26th through October 2nd here in Kansas City. Um, there's more information about that at their website. But we're going to have John in the next segment really kind of talk about what is going on in Kansas City, why is this week so important, uh, where are the events, Why? Wh- what's going to be going on. He also has some things he brought into the studio today that we'll go over. Um, and <laughs> Maybe we'll get into some fun, too, on the rest of the show today. But we're having John Teasdale in studio, executive director of Happy Bottoms. Check it out at happybottoms.org. After the break, we'll be back to talk about Diaper Need Awareness Week, September 26th through October 2nd, 2016, here in Kansas City, Missouri. Thanks for listening to Girl Nation. I turn the music up. I got my records on. I shut the world outside until the lights come on. Maybe the streets are Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill here on Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate listening to on iTunes and TuneIn Radio today. Uh, final segment of the show today with John Teasdale, who is the executive director of Happy Bottoms. You can find out more at happybottoms.org. Big week coming up here in Kansas City. It's uh, Diaper Awareness Week, September 26th through October 2nd. John, tell us about Diaper Awareness Week. What should we be excited about? Why are we doing this? What's going on here in Kansas City? Yeah, thank you. Uh, Diaper Need Awareness Week is coming up, and um, basically it is Happy Bottoms opportunity over a one-week time period to raise awareness about the fact that diapers for babies are not covered by any assistance program like food stamps and WIC, that there are 23,500 babies in the KC metro area mm-hmm. who need diapers, and what Happy Bottoms is doing about it to to provide diapers to those babies. Very cool. And uh, all the information is at happybottoms.org? It is. And we have uh, a number of campaigns. The ones that um, that your listeners might enjoy the most and have the most fun with is that we have a um, Facebook campaign. If uh, you like us on Facebook, we're going to be posting all types of fun facts mm-hmm. about diapers and the importance of providing them to families. And we also have really powerful posters that, that people will see all throughout town at restaurants, coffee shops, workout facilities, and I have one with me right now, and it's an adorable picture of a baby who is crawling, and the baby has to make a choice between a diaper or food. And the line at the bottom is, support Happy Bottoms so families don't have to choose. Unfortunately, there are families out in Kansas City right now who do have to choose between diapers and food. Mm-hmm. And um, it is our mission to to not 
um, to to remove that barrier so families don't have to. And make we'll that have choice. that posted on uh, your your Facebook page, and you can check out. We're actually filming a video right now. You can check out as well yes. on Happy Bottoms Facebook page. I will share it as well at Jason Grill's Facebook page and on Grill Nation Show's Facebook page. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, okay, so John, very exciting again. Diaper uh, Diaper Need Awareness Week. Um, talk about volunteers because mm-hmm. this is the thing that. You ha- you need a lot of volunteers at Happy Bottoms when you're distributing over 130,000 diapers a month. Yes, we do. We have about 40 volunteers to 50 volunteers each and every week come to our facility in Lenexa. It's just off 435 and 35. Um, it's um, family friendly. We we can have kids from age 12 and above um, come and to repackage the diapers the way that we purchase diapers, which is at huge discounts because we're a diaper bank. We receive them on huge, huge pallets. Then we have volunteers come in and and take the diapers off the pallets, recount, repackage into packs of 25, which is what we hand out to our parents. They get two packs of 25 each and every month, and we need volunteers to come and get our diapers to be mom ready. All that information is through our volunteer link on our website, happybottoms.org. Yeah, it's a great website. It looks great. Um, you, have, you accept volunteers. The minimum age is 12. That's correct. Um, and uh, you do different things with uh, groups, right? Maximum group size is 12 as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, we have some flexibility to go over 12, but what we found is 12 is really the ideal number. Um, given our space and our layout, um, any more than 12, it starts to get a little crowded in there. So you can purchase diapers, 10 diapers for just a dollar. Yes, we can. Donations. Yes. Um, the average consumer can only purchase four diapers for a dollar. So if you donate to happybottoms.org, at happybottoms.org, uh, there's a donate button. Um, it's it's a lot more effective. It is, yeah. If, for folks who really want to stretch their charity budget, um, because of our um, contracts with various diaper manufacturers, including Huggies, who is owned by Kimberly Clark, um, we can purchase diapers for, on average, 10 diapers per dollar, where if folks go out and purchase diapers on our behalf, whether it's at a a big box store or an online vendor, the best pricing that they'll see is four diapers per dollar. Mm-hmm. And so you got some diapers here that you brought in the studio. I don't handle diapers very often, John. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I hopefully one day will. We'll see though. Um, <laughs> these are foreign to me. You've, yes. You, 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 uh, you were bringing something into the studio that I haven't seen in a long time. Okay. So these are branded happybottoms.org as well. And they have a butt or they have a, uh, a logo on here. Uh, that lists some information about Happy Bottoms, and uh, the volunteers did a good job with that. So you Thank have you. infant size, you have it all. We do. Up we, to four, right? We Well, um, up to age four. Age four, In yeah. terms of the diapers, we go from size newborn all the way up through the largest size of training pants. Um, we do, do provide some potty training pants because at Happy Bottoms, we do want babies and toddlers to graduate our programs, which means that, that they are potty trained and, and the families uh, don't need diapers anymore. You guys have a great board of directors. I'm looking at it right now on the website. Recognize some of these names. Thank you. Yeah, we have a, a wonderful board. They're very passionate about what we do. They are instrumental in help in having um, allowed us to grow in the six years that we've been around from um, infancy to providing 5 million diapers in a little over six years. How many partner agencies do you have again, John? We have 35 agencies plus five hospitals. Hmm. So Kansas City really has been involved talk to me again about passing five million dollars five million diapers it was uh, and what that meant for the bit for the organization and uh 
the 23,500 children living in poverty in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. The, the five millionth diaper was, was really a remarkable milestone, especially in, given the short amount of time that we did it in. Again, just over six years. Um, not many diaper banks in the country have been able to grow that, that much that fast. Um, but I think that that is a testament to the generous nature of Kansas City and supporting us both financially so that we can purchase more diapers, come in and volunteer, get our diapers ready, and to help spread the word that, that diapers aren't covered and Happy Bottoms is doing something about it. So to support, so to support Happy Bottoms. That's what this big awareness week campaign is all about. And, um, again, we're very grateful for you having us on your platform to help tell our story. Yes, and in addition to that, Happy Bottoms uh, is also having an attitude of gratitude. I want to mention that, too. That's coming up here um, after Diaper Awareness Week, which is September 26th through October 2nd. On November 10th from 530 to 830 at Studio Dan Miners, which is located just uh, it's near the crossroads, kind of on the west side there, 2500 West Penway, you will have a fifth annual Attitude of Gratitude event. Uh, there's a ton of sponsors, live and silent auction, food buffet, various can see restaurants, wine, beer, signature drinks, sponsorships. Uh, it's going to be tickets are going to be made available the first of October, and so this is going to be right after your your diaper awareness, a uh, diaper need awareness week. It is, and we're hoping to to message um, that during diaper need awareness week. And yeah, this is our biggest fundraiser of the year. Being a nonprofit organization, we are reliant on. Um, raising funds to support our operations and, and get our diapers in. Um, this is our um, big auction, live and silent auction. Um, the Nigro Brothers will be there for the live auction. It'll feature locally owned restaurants, breweries, and distilleries. Mm-hmm. Um, be about 400 people, and we are hoping to raise about one-fourth of our cash budget, about $155,000. Um, sponsorship opportunities are available, and we have great recognition for for families and companies who are generous enough to sponsor this event. Um, and tickets, individual tickets are going to be $55 in honor of this being our fifth event and in honor of just providing our five millionth diaper. You guys have got some great sponsors already too. Polzinelli, Blue Cross and Blue Shield, Mariner. Those are your, some of your gold sponsors. I'm recognizing names like Hallmark, Burns and McDonald, Kaufman Foundation, Haas and Wilkerson, can't see spaces, Children's Mercy, Country Club Bank, uh, Harley Davidson. I mean, so this is going to be a really cool event. Again, that's November 10th at Dan Miner's studio. Uh, happy anniversary, five years. Attitude of gratitude, happybottoms.org. John Teasdale, uh, executive director of happybottoms.org. Uh, Thanks for coming on Grill Nation show today. Keep up the good work. It sounds like you're uh, really enjoying this uh, this move in your career and enjoying being at Happy Bottoms. I am. It's a wonderful organization. I have a great team uh, who I get to work with. We have an amazing board. And um, I always um, just like to to tell folks if they support Happy Bottoms, they will literally be keeping babies out of crappy situations. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) The butt stops here at Happy Bottoms. Life, liberty, and diapers for all. Check it out at happybottoms.org. Diaper Need Awareness Week, September 26th through October 2nd. Thanks to John Teasdale, and thanks to all of my other guests for coming on the Grill Nation show today. We'll see you again next week. Have a great day.